0: Blog talk Radio. What in the world is Dr. Death and the Humorous? Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to find out. I know it sounds like an 80s death metal band, but it really isn't. It's Dr. Lisa Oliver and Jerry Dry. Hi, Lisa.
1: Hey, Jerry.
0: We're going to have a great time. Let's do the bona fides first, and we'll sort of introduce one another and talk about then how things are going to go over the next weeks and months as we... Talk about death and those things related to it. Dr. Lisa Terraway oliver is a death, dying, and bereavement educator. She earned her doctorate of education, and adult education, that is, from the University of Georgia, where her research involved working with hospice care professionals, identifying how these caregivers learn to perform hospice work. Now, this research is relevant because uh, the professionals who make up hospice teams, social workers, nurses, physicians, other health care workers don't always receive as much formal training as they might like uh, to interact with those who are dying and get a lot of experience on the job over the years. Dr. Oliver believes that we should be as comfortable talking about death as we are about the birth of a child, but that's not always easy. In addition to her work, and research and as a scholar practitioner and consultant and working in these areas of death and dying. She's also worked in instructional design. Lisa has her bachelor's degree from Howard University. She has her master's degree from Georgia State University. She has a wealth of background. I got to know Lisa a few years ago when we were going through a program together at the University of Georgia, and I found her to be an amazing, compassionate, humorous, loving, wonderful, intelligent, bright, the accolades go on and on. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you the lady sometimes known as Dr. Death. Lisa Oliver. Hi, everyone, and thank
1: you, Jerry. Okay, so let me tell you about Jerry. Jerry has uh, over three decades as a commercial professional communicator. He tells us that he was raised by wolves, stolen by gypsies, and sold to truckers. Currently, he's an educator associate professor of communication at Dalton State College, where he teaches classes such as humor communication, organizational communication, and public speaking. He also gets paid to publicly speak, and he's also been a broadcaster. Jerry's education includes a Bachelor of Science and Master of Science degrees in Organizational Communication at Murray State University, as well as an EDS degree in Adult Education at the University of Georgia. Jerry also has several publications, and I'll mention a couple of these here. Uh, One is Talking Funny, The Power of Humor, um, published by the Dalton State Magazine. And another one is The Roast in CRC. Home is the presentation book from the classroom to the boardroom, published by published interview by Kendall Hunt. And a couple of people gave us some um, some of their thoughts on Jerry. Uh, one is is I am very enthusiastic fan of Jerry. Dry Jerry is the greatest combination of humor and humanity I have ever witnessed. And this is from Dr. Katherine Hawkins Dean. Excuse me, Dr. Catherine Hawkins, Dean of the College of Humanities and Behavioral Sciences at Radford University, Radford, Virginia. Um, Another from Dr. Nielsen, the Dean of the School of the Liberal Arts at Dalton State College, says, Mr. Dry is an engaging speaker who captivates audiences with his spirited humor, keen with thoughtful insights on human behavior, communication, and civility. His motivating words and entertaining example will stay with you long after the performance, providing ample food for thought and reflection. And I can say that I've been um, in the room when Jerry has made our matriculation at University of Georgia. Uh, it would be getting a bit um, morose and over- overbearing, and then Jerry would say something to have the whole room cracking up. And so I knew that, you know, if I was going to do this type of death and dying podcast, I would have to have Jerry come with me because the boy is funny. That's to call you a boy, but, yeah, you
0: know, the boy is funny. Uh, I'm, actually, I'm glad to go back to my years. I, I I appreciate very much the opportunity, Lisa, to work with you. Always, always a pleasure to hang out with you. Such a fascinating idea. Uh, the work that you're doing now with uh, one of the things that we'll be talking about in weeks to come, the Deaf Cafes, and uh, the work that you do as a a deaf educator. And uh, I'm just so delighted that you've asked me to kind of join you on this this journey as we do the podcast together, and hopefully I can bring something to the table. If if nothing else, just to remind us that when we're talking about deaf, that it's okay to laugh, it's okay to, to... to have fun and to draw comfort from laughter. And laughter is not a luxury, as I often say. It's a necessity. And so um, it's a hard thing to do it, to talk about death. That's really the whole purpose of this, isn't
1: it? Right, and that's why I brought you on with me, because when I try to talk to people about death, they look at me as if I have two heads as to why would I even want to talk about that. But, you know, my vision for this is, like you said in the in the introduction, I'm going to, have to get as comfortable talking about death as we do about the birth of a child. So, you know, I would love for us to, you know, talk about end-of-life options. And when I talk about that, you know, the CDC has a study that three out of every ten people, only three out of every ten of us are going to just drop dead. Either we have a heart attack, we get hit by the bread truck. The rest of us are going to um, have a chronic disease and eventually over a course of time die. So we're going to have to start talking about You know, our band directives. How do you want to have our end of life? So I want to talk about that. I want to talk about hospice care versus palliative care. What does that mean? How do you get into hospice care? I want to talk about planning your own funeral. I'm sure all of us, I'm sure you and I and everyone who's listening to us have been in situations where instead of having a good time and a loving relationship with each other, we're at odds at a time when we should be having a good time over what mama wanted to wear or what kind of, Songs she wanted to have, or whether even Mama wanted to sing. So I want us to have these conversations, hoping that you'll have the um, the satirical and the um, no. <laughs> and, you know to make it seem like you said it, this is a serious conversation, but it doesn't have to be morose. And
0: sad. Yeah, absolutely. And by the way, I hope I don't get hit by a bread truck. I've been watching my carbs, so. If I can get hit <laughs> Be a vegetable trough <laughs> vitamin truck would be better uh, okay but now you you did mention something so I'm going pick up on something you, you mentioned <clears throat> just quickly you, you talked about thinking ahead is a very important thing even even to the point of thinking about what uh, what I'm going to be buried in well, you know I, because I know sometimes even something is what seems like that's not that significant but that can cause a lot of tension with family members if. yeah Mom or dad or whoever has not already said this is what I want to be. Because I've always found it fascinating when you go to the funeral home and you see someone buried in something they would never have worn while they were alive. Exactly. And it's almost as though this is what we wanted them to wear and they exactly. never would. So you know, if if they're not, that's not what they wore. Why are they in it? Put, exactly. Put, put them in something that they're that they're used to wearing. Right. right?
1: So we know who the hell is it. Oh, sorry, cussing. <laughs> so we know who's in the casket because somebody's usually only wearing their overalls when you got them in the three-piece suit. Right. What is that about? Yeah. You know, was that was that what the recipient wanted to wear? Or is that what you thought he should wear? So yeah, that's why it's so important to have to to write things out, um, document them, make copies so that everyone knows what's going on.
0: Why is it? Why is it so hard for us to? Why do we put those kinds of things off?
1: You know, I think it's kind of like, and I'm always going back to to the birth thing. You know, women have given birth, and they're able to tell us what it was like to give birth. No one has ever came back from the dead to tell us how it was to die. So it was this big mystery of what it's about. And, you know, as for most of us, if it's something that we don't know anything about, we kind of don't want to deal with it. And we we don't. We don't talk about it.
0: Well, it's, uh, I know it's just, when we go to the people home for example, sometimes uh, we look for something brilliant to say, some magic word, some magic wand that's going to make everybody feel, but there aren't any magic words.
1: There are.
0: There isn't. I, I remember reading a study a while back that said that, uh, that most of the time people don't remember what you say anyway. They just remember that you were there, and that's meaningful to them, that you were there. That's true, though. But I bet they remember the stupid stuff we say. I
1: think so, and you know, like people say, you had mentioned this before we were talking about that person looks so natural. Yeah. Or as I said in my family, I always remember my grandma saying, "He looked like he was about to say something," or he looked like he's sleeping. And
0: you yeah. know, I hope he doesn't say anything. <laughs> I I mean, if going to clear the room, I would think so. I think the goobiest thing I ever heard anybody say <laughs> was at the funeral home of a young man who's. Uh, wife had passed away, had small children in the home. And one of the dear, blue-haired ladies from church, well-intentioned, well-meaning was there, and she said to him as he's standing three feet from his dear departed, "Uh, you know, you're a young man, you should marry again. And I thought the guy was really gracious, though, in his response, you know, that's not really on my radar. I just want to get to the next few days. I can't even think about anything like that. That's not the response I think I would have had. No, I think you would have Kind of just told her about herself, wouldn't you? Well, I think what I would have said is something like, "Well, you know, I'm getting married tomorrow. <laughs> right after the funeral, we got the chapel, we got the flowers, we got the, got the clergy. Why not this boy had and make a adult ceremony?" Exactly. That's probably what I would have said, but I, I would hope I wouldn't say, you know, stuff like that. I, I, you know, it's it's terrible. I know. I remember a family friend. Um, her son had. He was. Uh, he worked in a factory, and he. He had been electrocuted. Oh, uh-huh. horrible. So my wife and I went to try to, you know, just be with her for a few minutes ago. Mm-hmm. And again, trying to be comforting, I said, one well, of the stupidest things in the history of ever. Well, I said, I'm so terribly sorry to hear about I know it was a terrible shock. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I really said that. And uh, she was gracious. I don't think she really thought he was, yeah, no, we'd never, you know, of course it was a terrible shock. That's what killed <laughs> Oh my! So we have to be we have to be very careful about that. I think sometimes it's better not to say anything. Just say
1: my I, I, my condolences. Yeah, and be done. You I mean,
0: know the, that scene in the Old Testament book of uh, Job, where his, you know he goes through all that stuff and he's, he's yeah. got that horrible you know open sores and, uh-huh. and you know lost lost family, lost wealth, lost physical health, and uh-huh. and his three buddies come. To, and they sit with it for two days don't say anything, right? And then they open their mouths and ruined everything, you know, because they tell him, you know, it's all your fault, all this. It nothing. must have been something. Yeah, good. you did something wrong, and so they were really actually more helpful when they just sat there with him and didn't say anything. Absolutely. But they, you know, were present with him, you know, and yeah, I guess that that's really the most important thing, isn't it? No,
1: I I totally agree because people want to know that they're not alone. I mean, sometimes. The presence is better than anything that can be said. Because well, we, like no, we feel like we've got to say something. And one of the ones that drives me crazy is, she is in a better place. No, she's not. I mean, she with me. I mean, so, no, she's yeah. not in a better place. And how
0: do you know that they're in a better place? Because we now. I mean, it's just, we just don't know. Right? I, I hope wherever
1: it is that for when I go, there will be snacks. Okay. <laughs> I just want you
0: which is fascinating because we're going to talk about all these issues and many more. We're going to talk about the deaf cafes that you lead. We're, oh, yeah. uh, we're going to talk about we're going to talk about, as you said, palliative care, and we're going to talk about hospice. how do we hospice, How do we get ready for this? But I'm sure that the folks might have ideas of things they want to hear us talk about, engage with. us. So if they do, how might they contact us? Well, we do
1: have a web not a website. We have a Email. email, thank you. The email is gmail. No, let me start that over again. Our email is drzethandthehumorous at gmail.com. And Dr. Seth is spelled?
0: B-R-D-E-A-T-H.
1: And the humorous?
0: H-U-M-O-R-I-S-T. It is the American spelling. Do not put in a U.
1: Mm -mm. or you'll get rejected. But, yeah, let us know, you know, give us some ideas or some topics you want us to um, Mm -mm. to, to touch base on, and also, you know, give us some feedback. We can only get better if we get some feedback and tell us what you need.
0: This is Dr. Daphne the Humorous. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye.